This is episode four of the ADR podcast. What you just heard was a bit of Johnny Greenwood's score from The Master. Well, aside from this show's unofficial theme song by Skrillex. I don't get any ad revenue, and this podcast is completely free, so I don't think there's any legal issues with me using this music. If Mike Hurley and Matt Alexander can get away with playing a bunch of James Bond theme songs on Bionic, then I can probably get away with this. But regardless, today's episode is about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Every single thing about his death yesterday is just incredibly upsetting. He was only 46, and it's such a shame that we won't be able to see any of the wonderful performances he would have been able to put out in the next few decades. I'm so upset about the fact that it was also a drug overdose, a completely preventable death. One of my professors today said he knows actors that would give their right leg to have a part, and then to see Philip Seymour Hoffman die of a drug overdose what could he have been missing living there at the top with such a fantastic repertoire of performances under his belt? And I can't even begin to imagine how his family must feel. And his two young daughters, the oldest, is eight. Her sister is six. He was such a great actor. It's such a shame to see him die like this. So last night, I watched what I consider to be his very, very best performance, The Master. I remember like a year and a half ago when anticipation was really building for this new movie by Paul Thomas Anderson, who hadn't made anything since There Will Be Blood back in 2007. Lots of people were definitely disappointed when the movie came out, but I really think that it's a fantastic movie. The script definitely had its problems, but what's most important about this movie is that it still has Paul Thomas Anderson's flair for great camera work and fantastic acting. The advertising really, really misled me because I thought this would be Philip Seymour Hoffman's movie, but it turns out it was much more Joaquin Phoenix's character than Philip Seymour Hoffman's character that drove the story. Maybe that's one of the film's strengths. Philip Seymour Hoffman becomes this enigmatic character that you really need to figure out, but your narrator is totally crazy and drunk and unreliable. Who do you trust? Who do you root for? Who do you believe? When it comes down to it, I believe that's why the film was so polarizing. Most audiences wanted a much cleaner ending than this movie provided, not to spoil anything, but it's not a very comprehensible, easy-to-understand ending. This is the third time I've seen this movie, and I still can't quite grasp it. Maybe that's because I'm reading into it a little bit too much and trying to get a much bigger meaning from this movie than there actually is. Then again... When this script tackles something as big as what was perceived to be Scientology when it was first being hyped and publicized, I don't think that's possible. I think that when it tackles that kind of subject, it really needs to tackle that kind of subject. I think when I read into it, there's definitely something there for me to grasp at. But at the same time, this movie focuses so much on the relationship between Freddie Quell and Lancaster Dodd. This movie is not called The Cause. This movie is called The Master. Mild spoiler, but one of the last things that Philip Seymour Hoffman says in the movie is, if you figure out a way to live without serving a master, any master, then let the rest of us know, will you? For you'd be the first person in the history of the world. Their relationship, especially when there's this weird cult and post-war attitude involved, is definitely the most important part of this movie, definitely what most people have latched onto. Then again, 
when you tackle those kinds of things, maybe the movie fails in that regard to introduce these ideas, but never really fully complete them, bring them to fruition, bring it full circle. I really don't know. Maybe this is some kind of strange meta game and we're not supposed to understand it either. Like the characters don't understand it. I don't know. I truly don't know. It's beautiful. It's well-made. It's powerful, but confusing as all get out. On a side note, a lot of the talk of meeting again in the next life really took on a new meaning, this viewing. I plan on watching a lot more Philip Seymour Hoffman movies this week, and coincidentally a lot more Paul Thomas Anderson movies this week. Yesterday was a huge downer for me, so hopefully when I come back tomorrow I'll be in a much better mood and be able to talk to you about Philip Seymour Hoffman without being very, 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 very gloomy. Thanks for listening today.